What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week, helping our children with online school, balancing our job and our family life, finding time for our spouse or our significant other. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 10,000 podcast, where we want to bring God into your 10,000 minutes each and every week. As you might know, my name is Sawyer Trapp, and I'm joined by our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad that you're listening. Um, I hope that you are enjoying these podcasts and learning from them and being challenged in your life, because we are trying to bring God into our 10,000 and hopefully into yours as well. And I hope that you've really uh, started to enjoy this quest series. Uh, we yeah. just finished up week two on Sunday. Uh, I think this series is really fun. I love stories. I especially love quest stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and and today we're going to follow up from Sunday's messages on the guides, on the guides. Yeah. Who, are, Sawyer, are some of your favorite guides in stories and movies? Well, I, I, as you showed on Sunday, I think Yoda has got to be up there for me. Definitely one of my favorites, just in the way that he pulls excellence I was thinking about this after I showed after you showed the video pulls excellence out of people who don't think they have it in them. Mm. Like he does it with Luke. He does it with when he's on the council, he, he sees the good on the good side of Anakin, even though, you know, it doesn't turn out for the best, but there was a point where things could go really good. But I think he just, he has the ability in a, in a kind of, you know, a bit of an aggressive way, but like to pull um, yeah excellence out of people. And he just has such great lines, you know? So definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I've been trying to think about that. I, I love Gandalf. I was mm-hmm. always, when I'd read the books uh, when I was younger, think, man, Gandalf is just like gone a lot. Like whenever they <laughs> needed him, he just wasn't there. But I honestly think, you know, that, that was his strategy. Like he knew that he would be there at certain points to get him started but then he would let them figure out their issues on, on their own, you know, fighting trolls and uh, whatever it was. Like they, they had to, to develop that in order to become the people or the hobbits or elves or whatever, you know, that they were, they were supposed to be. Yeah, and I think you that's one of the guys that's always doing things. Right, that makes them a good guy. It's not just like showing you how to do everything, doing it all for you. But yeah, I'm going to show you, I'm going to teach you. And then, you know what, it's your turn. So, yeah. Yep. Definitely. Well, hey, so I wanted to talk a little bit in this podcast about the types of guides you you need in your life. Because I did say you should have guides. And it says that in the passage we looked at in Hebrews 13, that it says, you know, remember your leaders, it's plural. So Mm -hmm. it's multiple people. Um, You shouldn't just have, you know, one, you should have multiple people. And and I I talked about, hey, here's a couple guides that aren't as good. Um, and actually in my podcast, I might contradict myself a little bit. They are very good, but I think that they're part of the guides you need. So I I just like broke it down. Here's five different types of guides you should have in your life. Five Mm -hmm. different types of guide relationships you have are in your life. So the first one is someone who's dead. Second, someone who's distant. Third, Mm -hmm. someone on speed dial. 
catch the D's that are coming through here. Now I'm breaking a little bit for my D's. So dead distant speed dial fourth, a leader in your church and fifth, someone that you are leading. So there's a D in all five of them, even though, you know, breaks the, the alliteration a little bit. Lead. Dead, or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dead distant speed dial leader in your church and someone you're leading. So yeah. those five relationships, you should have one person for each of those five. So if you're listening to this right now, maybe you could take some notes. Maybe you kind of figure out, hey, I have two or three of these. I only have four of these. Who am I missing in my list of five relationships when it comes to guides? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so the first question you might be asking is, what does it mean to have a dead guide? Because right on the surface, that's like, okay, that's kind of weird. Matt, what, what is that? What, what are we talking about? So, yeah, this is someone that has you know, already passed on. And since we're talking about Christian guides, this is someone to pass on to glory. And what's great about a dead guide is that they can't mess up again. Um, they have some flaws. They have some mess ups. The more you right. study their life, you will find things about them. But they're already someone who has completed the life. So like it said in, in our verse, that you can see the outcome of their life. You can see the whole thing. And, and from start to finish, you see all those things. And therefore, you can look at their life. There's biographies written about them. There's things they wrote. And you can just get a much better idea of who they are and, and learn to be like them and imitate their life and faith, as our verse said in he Hebrews 13, 8. Um, I'm sorry, 13, mm -hmm. 7. Yeah. In, yeah, for the dead person. So, Sawyer, do you have any dead guides? I do, yeah. I, I was... As you asked on that in the beginning, I was I was thinking through, and I, I would say two individuals um, in my reading and in my study, and especially in my time during seminary, really impacted me. And the first one is Augustine. Mm -hmm. um, I had to read uh, his Confessions as part of my seminary studies, and if you've never read that before, I really encourage you. Um, there's some points that are kind of hard to get through, especially in the really really long version. They do make shorter versions of it, but it's just his honesty about um, his failings as a person. Like we hold up mm -hmm. Augustine as like this great figure and, and he was, and, and obviously had a huge impact um, on, on Christendom, but really just his honesty about <laughs> his failings was just super yeah. impactful. Yeah. He had a lot of issues with, you know, women, right? Let's, yes. Let's just call it like it is. Yeah. yeah that's an incredible Incredible book. I mean, mm -hmm. whether you're Christian or not, everyone should read yeah. Augustine's Confessions. Mm -hmm. So that would be one. And then the other yep. one um, is Gregory the Great. So Ooh. I had some I had some spiritual formation classes, and uh, one of the books that we had to read for that was called The Book of Pastoral Rule. And Gregory the Great was a um, a pope and wrote about first what pope, it looks right. First pope. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, technically Peter was, right? Depending upon who you, you know, I mean, not yeah. to get into that debate, but yes. Um, and talks about um, just, it really impacted me as a pastor about uh, pastoral theology, um, how to balance kind of just the practical aspects of being a pastor with maintaining your spiritual life. And it's, it's a challenging book to read just in the language that it's written with, um, kind mm -hmm. of that old, old English um very eloquent form of speaking. But once you really dive in and get into that, there's some useful stuff that's useful even today as a pastor. And so that one has really, really impacted me. It's one that I go back to and, and try to read on occasion because it is, it continues to impact uh, me in my ministry. So. That's good. And, and both those guys are, you know, of course, claimed by the Roman Catholic church, 
but both those guys were just solid evangelical Christians. Mm-hmm. Like, Yep, for, for sure. Uh, even though he was considered the first like technical pope in a lot of mm-hmm. people's historical mindset, Gregory the Great was, I mean, he was just about Jesus and telling people about Jesus. And <laughs> oh, yeah. So he was he, all about he, it. He, he's one of those popes that evangelicals claim, uh, even though we don't <laughs> believe in the papacy. Um, right. Correct. But yeah, we claim him. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about you, Matt? Yeah. So I mentioned on Sunday, C.S. Lewis. I mean, he's my go to. Yeah. I really have almost read all of his theological works. I took one year and I was like, I'm just going to read through everything. And Mm, I tried to read through everything in one year, even a few things I'd read before. And I'm still finding some things like, Oh, I missed this. Like last (laughs) year I I read through another book of his essays. You know, the hard thing now is they keep repackaging his books and his essays. (laughs) So like, I don't know if it's a new thing that I haven't read yet or if it's, just a repackaging so somebody can make some money off of his. Yeah. So many editions and yeah. Releases. And he's probably my number one when it comes to dead guides. Um, You know, as just a follower of Jesus, he wasn't a pastor. Unlike the, you know, the other ones that, you know, Mm -hmm. Sawyer and I look to a lot, but he was just an incredible thinker. He came to to faith um, in not later in life, but in his, uh, I want to say in his twenties, thirties. I don't remember 30s, his thirties. Yeah, I, I should know because I've read two biographies um, <laughs> plus his autobiography. Maybe it's time to read it again. Uh, but I don't remember like the exact ages. But yeah. yeah, so he just thought so clearly about faith, and he was just so you know accurate on it. So he's my number one. And there's a couple other pastors I put in there. Jonathan Edwards, his mm-hmm. book of religious affections really impacted me in a lot of his sermons. John Bunyan, I love John Bunyan. Um, one of my goals is to read everything he wrote. Mm. You know, just uh, he, he just like when he, he writes about his experience, like encountering God in the woods, like he's on a walk and he has this encounter. And I'm like, it's very similar to like some of my experiences with God. And he mm. just he writes in a way like I think he and I would be like best buds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go back in time. Um, there you and, go. and then two more recently dead people that I really have looked to are Eugene Peterson and Billy Graham. Um, mm-hmm. Though They have died, you know, in the last decade yeah. or so. But those two guys completed lives you can read their biographies autobiographies like works that they've written just gleaned so much from them so those are those are my people but my top one would be c.s lewis nice so so if you're listening to this we want to encourage you who's your dead guide um maybe it is some of those people we've mentioned you can just hey let me let me check out one of their books check out one of their autobiographies a a biography is a great place to start or an Mm -hmm. autobiography um but maybe it's not a pastor. Maybe you're listening to this and you're a teacher or you're a business person. Like there's some great godly businessmen and, and teachers that you yeah, can say, absolutely. Hey, I want to look, look to their life, study them, email us. If you guys want some specific suggestions, we'd yeah. love to help with that to help you find your dead guide. So that's, that's the first type of guide. The second one is a distant guide. So this person would still be alive, but they're probably not someone you've ever met. Or if you have, it's been very briefly, like you're, you're not going to be, you know, pen pals or on the phone with this person hanging out. So Sawyer, who is your distant guide? Oh, I see. I interpreted it differently because you, you said nearby in, in, mm-hmm. your, in your message. And I took distant as like physically distant. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I interpret it. Oh, okay. Um, so this isn't a person that I connect with that often anymore, um, yeah. but it was my college pastor and mm-hmm. yep. Um, his name is pastor Ron. Um, so if you're listening, no, I'm just kidding. Shout out. Um, we always called him PR. That's what he, so I still call him PR to this day. And he was the one that really pushed me and, and really made, um, 
brought out in me that God was calling me a pastor and, and, and helped me look at seminaries and all that sort of stuff. And every once in a while, we'll have the opportunity to reconnect or um, I'll shoot him an email and, and he'll respond and, and definitely is that person. Um, like I said, we don't connect that much, but that I can turn to and say, Hey, I'm thinking about this. Or I, it, often it's like, Hey, I remember you said something like this. Do you remember what you said? And he'll, he has the, uh, a great memory and he'll be like oh yeah it's that i'll be like yes that's it nice i yeah. i actually would move that to the third category i'm, I'm sorry sawyer maybe i should explain this before right. i made you pick your people what, um then who is your distant then maybe maybe yeah, i'll so think about it while you're sharing a distant person for me probably my top one right now is tim keller so he's distant okay. i have okay. been in the same room with tim keller but i have not even met him personally Mm. And yet I've listened to dozens and dozens of his messages. I've read, I don't know, five or six of his books. I have his sermon collection on my Bible software. So almost every week, not every week, I will read one of his messages on either the same topic or the same passage that I'm going to preach that week. Because he it, it, he's like a modern day C.S. Lewis. Like he's the closest thing alive today. So I just love him. He thinks so well. He's so connected to how people think in the world. Just love it. Even this morning for my message this upcoming week on the companions, I read a message that Tim Keller did on friendship. Um, mm. So he's he's one of the big ones. Another couple, like for me, they're often pastors, but are John Piper. Um, and then another one, and this, this goes into something I mentioned on Sunday. Another one was Mark Driscoll. So Mark Driscoll was really important to me when I was really diving into my faith in college. I had an iPod. Uh, not an uh, iPhone because those did not exist. You did not have access to the Wi-Fi, but I would download all these things onto <laughs> my computer, all of his messages, and I'd put them on my iPod and I would drive around town as I was a delivery guy for a Chinese food place in Fort Collins um, during college. And I would listen to his messages over like one after the next, after the next, after the next, like so many sermons I listened to. And I read a bunch of his books as well. Um, he kind of had a fall. So I had to deal with that personally. Like, hey, this is a guy I look up to. He is now like kind of recovered and restored in ministry and is leading a, a new church in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So that, he's a great example too of like, what do you do if you have a, a big blow up? Um, but like, so here's somebody. And, and I mentioned that because on Sunday I was talking about that. Like, hey, we have people that we look up to that fall. What do we do then? And that's why the, these distant guides are helpful. But these things can happen with them. Our distant guides can let us down because they're still alive. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, something major comes out about them and you're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Um, and it can be disappointed in the process. So they are good, but they are just one of they should be one of your five guides, I would say. Yeah. That you have. So now that I've kind of given you a, a little bit clearer what I meant by a distant guide, <laughs> do you have anybody that you'd add to that? I do. Um, I've been listening to um, and reading a lot of the stuff that uh, Preston Sprinkle puts out. Mm. Uh, he puts out a podcast called Theology in the Raw, and we'll interview people and talk about um, various topics in theology, um, like modern issues. He's one of the, I would say, one of the leading evangelical voices on responding to questions um, around the LGBTQ um, individuals. And so I think that's super helpful. And yeah, definitely someone that I look to as a distant guide now that I completely understand what that means. <laughs> That's good. Yep. Preston Sprinkle stuff's really good. Hey, I just read a book, Sawyer, and I was going to tell you, and I feel like our listeners would help if they're curious about LGBTQ stuff. Um, I'm going to pull it up so I, I make sure that I um, 
give the right title, but it won an award last year from Christianity Today. They had mm-hmm. their annual article on like best books of 2020, and this was one of them. And I was like, that is great. The, the title is is great. So let me make sure I have it right. Um, it is, Why Does God Care Who I Sleep With? And it's mm. by Sam, Sam Alberry, um, who is himself a, a gay celibate Christian. So he's a gay man, but has decided, hey, I'm going to follow Jesus, even with my sexuality. And it's an incredible book. So I, I recommend it. It's short simple easy to understand why does god care who i sleep with so i just wanted to give that a little plug but it was it was a good title (laughs) yeah it is and it's like yeah that's the question because it's a question on so many people's minds christians Mm -hmm. and non-christians alike yeah and it's good for non-christians too that book Mm -hmm. Um, so you can send that to your friends okay so you got a great distant one okay now a speed dial one so you've already mentioned your speed dial person so this is someone Mm -hmm. that you could call up if you were in a fix or you were struggling or you didn't know what to do, you could Mm -hmm. call this person up. Do you have any other speed dial people that you'd add? Yeah. So one of my good friends from seminary um, is a pastor up in Boulder. And um, we talk pretty often about just things going on in ministry questions that come up. Um, And I would say, yeah, we're, we're kind of guides for each other in that. So I think that's a good relationship to have. So I would say, hopefully that he's someone I'm leading and vice versa. So yeah, that would be, sure, that's one good. In, 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 there's a lot of people like that. I have that, uh, they will be more like the companions. We'll talk about this week, but yeah, it definitely is to have those people on speed dial. Cause sometimes those guys just might know a little bit more than you, um, mm-hmm. as, as peers and colleagues. So yeah, yeah, speed dial. So I, I would put on my list, a guy named Dave Palmer. I've mentioned him. Mm-hmm. He's my current mentor and he is great. I meet with him once a month. Um, we have scheduled meetings, but then also I'll call him up and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm trying to figure this out. And he's, I, I don't know how he does it. He's a busy guy at a very, at a much larger church than ours. Very connected, involved in all, he's like on three different boards. And yet it seems <laughs> like if I text him and say, hey, do you have five minutes to talk? He is available that day and he gives me way more than five minutes. <laughs> um, and it, it's just so helpful. Um, he's helped me think through a lot of different things. And then also I, I put Paul Mitten, who's our regional mm-hmm. guy here in Converge. Um, there's There's been several times over the last few years I call him up. He talked me through this situation. So it's good to have people on that, especially people that have been through your situation. So Sawyer and I have mentioned pastors, but maybe if you're listening mm-hmm. to this, you may need, you know, if you're a doctor in, in medicine, you need somebody else in that same field for specific things. But but if you're thinking about issues with marriage, okay, who's somebody who has a great marriage that I could just mm-hmm. call up like on just a dime? I need to call you up. Let's talk through this. Um, talk me off the ledge or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, who's who's your speed dial person? Who's your speed dial person? So that's the third um, guide relationship we need to speed out. Mm-hmm. The fourth one is a leader in your church, your specific local church. So Dave Palmer's great, but he's in a different church. So who's the <laughs> leader in your church? So who do you have, Sawyer? Well, uh, my first one, not to not to uh, kind of boost your ego, but uh, one of them is you. Um, <laughs> that's, it's that's Matt. Um, I, I get to work alongside Matt every, every week. And, um, when I started in ministry, um, I had done some internships and kind of helped launch a, a student ministry. But when I came on, like I, I hadn't been in like a, a direct, um, vocational ministry setting and, and Matt has really 
to his credit, taken me under my, under his wing and kind of showed me the ropes, give me opportunity to learn and grow. And um, yeah, I mean, Matt has been doing ministry a little bit longer than I have. And so he's experienced some stuff and um, situations that I come across, I can, I can look to him. So that, that would be one. Um, <clears throat> I would also toss out um, my community group leaders, we plug also at community nice. groups starting yeah. now. Um, but um, Graham and Shay Talbotzer, um, just in, in their honesty and authenticity and leading our group, um, just do a great job at showing what it looks like to, to live their lives. They're both in very demanding careers, um, but really just, just to try to make their faith like a real genuine part in their life. So I, I really admire that. Somebody I look to um, in my own, um, yeah, in my own uh, guides for my life. So I would shout out those, those people. So Nice. Yeah, so uh, I would say in, in our church currently, uh, I mentioned one guy in my Nebraska church last week in my message, um, mm-hmm. but in our current church, there's people like Gary Lidholm, um, who, yeah. who was on our elder board. He just stepped off after six years serving there, but he had been a pastor following a full career in the National Forest Service. So just a ton of experience. Great guy. Um, also, um, uh, Barry Brandt. Um, mm-hmm. Barry Brandt. And Barry... Uh, is just an incredible godly man. Um, just incredible experience. He was in the PR field and then um, was actually a mayor of a town for a while in New Jersey. And he really kind of retired early so that he could pour his time into guiding others, to discipling people, especially in the business, in the workplace, because that's his experience. And I just love his heart to disciple people. And, you know, he and I have developed a lot of what we do with our core groups, our discipleship groups at the church. And um, yeah, I I still learn a lot from him. Um, So awesome. Yeah. So that's the fourth uh, relationship is people that you're leading in a church. So if you're listening to this, I hope that you will find them in your local church. And if you're listening to this and you don't have a local church, be a part of one, join ours. Even if you're distant (laughs) from us, we have online community groups so you can become part of our community and develop some of those relationships. And, um, but, but you need someone in your local church that, you know, so who is that person? And then the fifth relationship is someone that you are leading. Mm -hmm. So you need to have someone that you are guiding. And so Sawyer, who are you guiding right now? I have a couple people. Um, I have some, um, some of our students in turbulent student ministry that, um, more than just like our regular meetings on Wednesday, but, um, yeah, definitely I've taken them under my wing for various reasons or, or just, just saw that we've had it like a deep connection and there's been really good conversations. Um, as I've, you know, I've gone, I've been in their shoes. I've, I've been in middle school and high school. And, um, even though my experience, um, was obviously different than them, but you go through kind of all the same stuff <laughs> as, as a teenager, um, no matter when you were a teenager. And so, um, really taking that opportunity to, yeah, to speak into their lives. And yeah, hope that I'm, I'm leading them well. So <laughs> nice. Um, that's good. I, I could have a whole long list. I have my core yeah. group of guys that I meet with Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I have guys in the last, the last three years I've done core groups like that, that I focus on a, a group of guys for six months. We used to do nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's guys like you and Chase on staff that mm-hmm. hopefully that I'm, I'm guiding you guys as well. Yeah. But uh, I, I love these relationships, all of them. So hopefully, as you listen to this, you would figure out, hey, I'm missing a couple of those. 
on my list. I, I can't fill out all five like you, you two can. That's okay. Just seek some of those out. Who, who's the one person you could add this week if you're listening mm-hmm. to this? Um, do you need to find a dead guide, a distant guide, a speed dial guide, a leader in your church guide, or someone that you are leading? Take one step this week to add one of those relationships. Really encourage you and challenge you to do it because you never have enough guides. I love guides. This is one of my favorite subjects, topics. Um, man, I, I I just love mentoring mentors, yeah. um, just this <laughs> whole concept of it. So I really encourage you to seek those relationships out. And really what this all takes, let's be honest, is some humility. Mm, yeah. Because in humility, we have to say, I don't have it figured out. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I need and then I can't do it. Yeah, I know. can't do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. And the humility may even be I need a guy that's younger than me. I'm looking at mm. this person's life and they have it together or they have this thing in their life together. So I'm going to go talk with them. It takes a lot of humility and then the humility when you're with that person to actually listen to them. Yeah. Um, I used to think because my first real mentor that really took me under his wing was very planned and strategic and would have something planned for us to talk about every week. Um, Mm -hmm. But he's the only one I've ever had that's like that. (laughs) Since then, I have had to establish the relationship. I have brought the questions. I have planned the meetings and made sure they were scheduled because people get busy. Um, People get very busy and it's hard for them to um, fit these extra relationships. Sometimes it's like they're full-time work, full-time family, like, so if you're going to do it, you've got to take the initiative. And I just want to encourage you to do that. And then when you sit down with them, you're going to be humble. You're going to listen to them and and take what they say, especially the hard things, because you probably mm-hmm. need to hear that the most. Yes, absolutely. So I, I just wanted to close us out as we're moving towards the end um, with the idea out of, out of Hebrews 12, that verse 1, that therefore, since we are so- surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, that yep. these guides are these great cloud of witnesses into our life that allow us to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and run the race with perseverance marked out with us. So yeah, yep, I would really good. encourage you to surround yourself with that cloud of witnesses, your dead guide, your distant guide, your speed dial guide, a leader in your church and somebody that you're leading because that's going to help bring God into your 10,000 minutes. Because if you have all of those guides in your life and multiple relationships and you're connecting with people, you're reading, that's going to bring God into your 10,000 because it's going to take up some of your time. Yep. And so I really encourage you to make that a part of your life. Like Matt said, take a step. If you don't have one of these guides, find one. It can seem daunting, especially if you don't have any of those to be like, wow, I got to find five people and maybe multiple people. <laughs> Just take that one step, find a guide and start the process of surrounding yourself with a great cloud of witnesses. Yep. Walk with the wise and become wise. That's, there you that's go. what we do. All right. Thanks for listening. If you have questions, uh, send them in to us by email. And we would also just love to hear your guides. Who, who are your dead guides? Who are your distant guides, your speed dial guides? We want to hear from you and encourage you in that. Or if you found a new one this week, like send it into us. We'd love to hear from you. That gets me so excited. And Wolf at AriseDenver.com or S-Trap at AriseDenver.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sawyer Trap again, associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. We want to encourage you to do three things. 
First is to subscribe to make sure you're getting the podcast each and every week to help bring God into your 10,000. We'd also love it if you would share this, if you would make this not only a part of your life, but a part of somebody else's. And then finally, if you are benefited by anything that we do, either as a church or on this podcast, we would love it if you would give. You can do that at risedenver.com give to continue to support the mission and impact that we're having on this community and in the lives of the people of our church and those discovering us for the first time. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.